in an abandoned underground city at the Spanish coast near Malaga, I found a USB stick containing 300 random movies from arthouse to weird, from obscure to notorious. Now, in lockdown, it is time to watch and discuss them all in an international podcast project. Two Turks and a German, two filmmakers and a mystery man. Welcome to Mysterium Pictorum. Welcome, welcome to Mysterium Pictorum, episode I don't know because we haven't recorded in quite a while, but let's not, let's not get lost talking about that for too long. Let's first pose the ultimate question, who are we? Nissan, who are you? Hi, my name is Nissan. I'm an, I'm a filmmaker and an actor from Germany. And I'm also from Turkey. <laughs> wow, wow. That's, that's I, I complicated. Don't, I, I don't work in Turkey, but I'm actually Turkish. All right, Jaren, uh, is that maybe something you guys have in common? Who are you? Maybe, but I'm Jaren and that's all you need to know. Still. Bam! There, there it is. There it is. We're back on top, uh, as as if we had never ever gone away and left like several weeks for our fans and listeners to suffer without a new episode. Nobody is asking me who I am as usual, but I'm still going to tell you. I am visionary writer director Lars Henriks from Hamburg, Germany, and I need to say this: I'm back on <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> you can you can find me on TikTok. I'm uh, Lars Henriks on TikTok. TikTok and uh, I am recommending stuff for Cthulhu fans right now and there will be lots of uh, recommendations and talk about like art house horror stuff. I'm really looking forward to doing that a lot once I'm bored uh, when winter comes. I wasn't bored for a while now. Uh, we had tons of work. We couldn't discuss movies because we had to make movies. That's why we haven't made an episode in so long. But now we're back. It's not that we have stopped making movies. It's not that we now suddenly have time. It's just that we decided we're, we're just going to do this despite not having any time. And uh, because we are such heroes, you guys, I think you owe us an iTunes review. iTunes review. An iTunes review. Uh, we still, I don't know. I don't, I, I haven't checked our iTunes review in a while, to be honest. I really couldn't, uh, I really couldn't. I, I, I was so very busy. I had so much to do uh, the past couple of weeks. This is episode 30. Oh, so I haven't posted for a while because I was just checking my Instagram from your phone. By the way, you looked up for <laughs> Mia Khalifa. I just saw it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> But anyway. <laughs> uh, Mia Khalifa is single again. Mia, if you're listening, I noticed. You were saying? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I just wanted to look. I wanted to make you feel awkward. Anyway, no, you, I feel you awkward. You guys are yes. bad boss. Still, What did this say? is episode 30. We should have done something. I'm already naked. What are you oh, guys doing? Our, our podcast is all grown up. It's episode 30. Oh, it's, like us. Yeah. It's old and broken, just like us. Our <laughs> podcast is a proper millennial now. <laughs> that's that's why it no, that's why it took so long because our podcast didn't want to get 30. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Was, like, fighting against it. This is the 29th episode again. <laughs> But you guys, you know what? Okay. So our podcast is probably uh, old, sad and broken now. You know what else is old, sad and broken? Belatar, I think. <laughs> <laughs> good transition. Right, right. I'm a director. I'm good at transitions. <laughs> 
uh, yeah, no. Um, we watched uh, Damnation by Bilatar, and I mean that 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 movie has such a jolly happy title. That must have been fun, right, Yaren? You uh, watched it long before we did. How did you like it? It was okay. I mean, it was what you would expect from Bilatar, and I actually read some stuff on this for the first time. I think in 30 weeks. Wow, that's that's great because I didn't. <laughs> I mean, not in that. But just just so I can remember what I watched like a month ago. So you guys keep listening. This episode is going to be worthwhile. Nissan, how did mm -hmm. you like it? It was a Bellatar movie. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, it looked nice sometimes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and gave me enough time to, you know, not miss the frames. <laughs> um, and do your nail polish, I assume. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was not like I didn't dislike it, but I uh, I never dislike Bellatar movies because he's kind of you know part of the family now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it didn't. Uh, I I it didn't also. I think it was not my favorite. I think Bellatar movies to me are like that depressed friend who's always at the parties yes. and he's 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 sitting there. He's not saying much. You kind of you kind of love him, but it's yeah. also like uh, he he doesn't bring much to the table, does he? No, but um, but our cats love Bellatar. Our cats do love Bellatar. Yeah, um, I actually this film. Yeah, um, I'm lukewarm on it, but 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 that doesn't mean it's like a, a middle ground film. I think it's a masterpiece. It's just it's standard Bellatar, right? Uh, we we we've seen this before. Um, I think when this came out, because this was the first movie in the standard Bellatar format, um, uh, probably bl blew everyone's mind, and and uh, rightfully so. Uh, I mean, there, there's there's tons of great stuff in here. It's it's definitely a masterpiece, but it kind of left me cold. And uh, I think um, we're, we're going to talk about uh, why that is. I, I I think that's the point. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> but maybe I got the point when watching all the other Bellatar films. <laughs> all right, uh, Yaren, how did you watch it? Um, the usual. On a big Usually. screen TV with double speed. Oh, oh, that's that's a sin. That's a sin. Uh, yeah, no, but um, I, I this time I have a complaint because uh, I have a new MacBook, and uh, I, I like, like uh, the new MacBooks have have these I don't know USB three uh, thingies and not not like for example HDMI anymore. It's just four USB three or I don't know what's it called. Like mm. three new new input thingies and nothing goes in there and you need adapters for everything. And I even ordered uh, an adapter for HDMI, but they. Uh, delivered the wrong one and now I can't uh, just put the projector into my uh, MacBook. Um, I can like uh, Chromecast using Google Chrome with my Mi Box or something wirelessly when I watch something on the internet, but I have all these uh, files on, on a drive, so that's not on the internet. So it's actually really complicated for me now to uh, get these things on the big screen. But I managed, I managed um, I well, uploaded everything to Vimeo. Problems. Yeah, first world problems. I mean, let's not pretend this film, uh, podcast is is not from the first world. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or like, is is Turkey considered first world, or is is Turkey second no, world no, in this scenario? Definitely not. I'm not sure. We're bordering fourth third. It's, it's fine. F fourth world. Interesting. Yeah. Jan, are you hungry? <laughs> <laughs> Should we send you something? Old shoes? <laughs> Bicycle? Uh, fish heads. Send me all your fish heads. All right. All right. Will do. <laughs> There's a package coming up. That's that's that. Um, shall I shall I try and sum up the story? Yes. Do it, please. please. Go ahead. It's, it's actually not going to take me very long. Uh, okay. So um, we meet a guy. Uh, the guy is shaving in the beginning. The guy is living in this terrible, dirty city full of dogs. 
The guy likes to frequent the only bar in the city. It's called the Titanic Bar. Uh, he's in love with a very unmotivated singer who's singing there, sitting down, uh, staring in the distance, barely moving. Yeah. Um, the unmotivated. Oh, by the way, everybody's depressed. Ev everybody is very, very depressed because this is a Bela Tafim. The the, <laughs> the unmotivated singer is uh, married to Rainer Werner Fassbinder, and uh, yeah, uh, that's that's a problem for our guy who is in love with uh, the the singer. Rainer Werner Fassbinder is threatening uh, the guy. Um, Yeah, and it's it's all very, it's bad. The singer and the guy, uh, they talk deeply and slowly and I'm still confused. Like, uh, Bilat Hafims move so slowly and I still manage to not get what what's <laughs> happening. <laughs> I feel so stupid sometimes. Sometimes I think Bilat is moving so slowly uh, to uh, accommodate his audience. Like, he's like, you guys are very, very slow. So I'm going to move this very slow so you understand. And I'm still sitting there going, what? <laughs> but, but what? Okay, um, but apparently I'm the only one having that problem. No, no, I'm with you. But I, I don't think <laughs> that, that it's on purpose to, to make you understand. I think that's on purpose to, to make you depressed and maybe not make you not understand. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, it's also really, I mean, in movies, people always talk weird, but in Belazar movies, they, they talk like extra weird. Yeah. They, they, they make like, like such long pauses and stuff. Yes, it's and imagine someone would sit in front of you and have these weird monologues with these weird pauses. Yeah, I would just answer them. Yes! <laughs> Or at least I would pretend like I'm listening and uh-huh, mm, mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, sure. I uh, feel like everybody's drunk. Yes. And the one that's most drunk, like right before they go there, I don't know, go to their bed or something. This, this movie made me so happy uh, about the fact that I don't drink alcohol. Mm -hmm. Um, like <laughs> he, he, he's not good at selling alcohol. Let's say that. Um, but the yeah, bar manager party, it was so dirty. It was so disgusting. The bar manager wants, wants something illegal done by our guy. Um, and the guy lets Fassbinder do it to get rid of Fassbinder. Um, the woman then I think breaks up with him, like the, the, the singer woman. For the audience, uh, it's an inside joke that was not Fassbinder. We just thought he looked like Fassbinder. <laughs> oh no, come yeah, on. He, he looked like an Amanda Fassbinder. Okay, so uh, then then the, the, the singer breaks up with the guy and after that, uh, the guy fucks the unmotivated singer. But how funny was that sex scene? The, yeah. <laughs> Jalen, that sex scene was amazing, right? I mean, still unexpected boobs, so I'm fine. Lots, lots and lots of boobs. I haven't seen this many boobs in uh, Bilat Hafim's before. Uh, this is uh, a Bilat Hafim from before Agnes Ranitsky uh, got uh, directing credits on those films. Oh. <laughs> so maybe she got rid of the boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Quality boobs too, uh, I might add. So yeah, uh, he fucks the singer and like the, the, the most depressing sex scene I've ever seen. <laughs> she's, she's not more motivated now than when she sings. <laughs> she's just staring into the, dis the distance, them both moving very, very slowly. Fantastic. In a, in a room full of mirrors, that, 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 that shot was a great, but whatever. It looked like she will fall asleep like any second. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and to him too, probably. He wasn't moving. He looked dead. Uh, okay, so and it's... He just waited for her to, you know, fake it and get over it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's this incredibly slow and sad sex scene. And after that, uh, the, the guy tells a sexy story about how he uh, drove a woman to suicide by being very mean to her. 
Um, this scene, by the way, to me felt like an answer to um, Ingmar Bergman because the scene he describes in which uh, a, a man just tears into a woman verbally, that's in every uh, in every Ingmar Bergman film, that scene. Uh, so do you think like Bellatar is uh, such a sensitive guy and a real feminist and he wanted to say <laughs> to Ingmar Bergman, you know, when you do these scenes, then you might uh, try... A wonderful lady into suicide. You, Stop you, to it. You, you, you know what? <laughs> Actually, like, 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 like you say, you phrase it as a joke, but, but, but I wouldn't uh, put it past him. Well, okay. I, I mean, it felt very deliberate to me That's because kind of cute. He was describing the standard Bergman scene and just like thinking further about it. I liked it. Okay, so so this is this is basically a dick measuring contest be between feminists. Mm -hmm. Like Bergman, you're not the greatest feminist making films. I Bergman. am. I am. <laughs> okay, so then the the singer breaks up again, and then someone gets assaulted. We don't see who. Uh, Jaren, what do you think? Who smashed whose face in? Was it? Oh, uh, yeah, did did, did the guy get assaulted that. or get, get the did the singer? I'm get not sure. That's actually a question in my notes as well. But but I like them leaving that open. Yeah, I forgot that. Another feminist move by uh, uber feminist uh, Bilata. Okay, so uh, after someone gets assaulted, there's a dance party. Uh, everyone is at the dance party. Um, like the, you guys, the extras in this film, weren't yeah. they lovely? I, I love them so much. Like there was a random shot in which uh, there, there, there were three different cues of extras and the, the camera was going past them. And obviously someone had told them not to look into the camera. And there are all these guys who are trying to sneak like a peek into the camera. And they're like, nobody will notice. Everybody notices, you fucking idiots. It's fantastic. I loved it. Uh, so yeah, then there's this this huge dance party. It's disgusting, but it's nice music. It was so such a long scene and the music was like a happy party music. Yeah. But uh, the people didn't laugh. They had all these sad faces. One guy laughed. Again, an extra who obviously had been told not to laugh. And he then turned around so the camera wouldn't see. <laughs> I didn't notice that. But it was like so sad and depressing. And they were probably all, I don't know, they drank too much vodka or whatever. Yeah, so much yeah, schnapps in frame. Drink. Um, so yeah, then at this party, Fassbinder was back and he was very mean to our guy. Um, Stop with Fassbinder. What? Uh, people need to be able to visualize. It's, it's hard to find a stream of this film. So then um, after that, the singer um, fucks the bar owner who is I old and, and, and corpulent. She fucks him in a car. And I think after that, he, he cries or something. Yaren, did the bar owner cry during sex? I'm not sure. He did have a really weird laugh. But... Ah, maybe he was <laughs> laughing. <laughs> it was it was hard to make out it was it was uh yeah okay after that the guy talks to the police and the the policeman says to him that it's uh, a sad thing to be ratted out by your friends so i assume he ratted his friends out for whatever illegal things they did he's a snitch yeah yeah i think so too he, he's a, he's a snitch and after snitching um he goes up to a dog and barks at the dog until the dog runs away <laughs> that was that was an impressive bit of acting because that dog that dog seemed pretty dangerous i i was i was thinking like aren't you afraid the dog will bite you and then the the dog was afraid and ran and away it worked yeah yeah, yeah it worked. strays are friendly strays are friendly in istanbul yeah you're used to uh, dogs and cats in istanbul in eastern europe sure. strays are rabbit But <laughs> you don't know that. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know that. I'm, I, I was told that in German <laughs> but, school, but, but like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, but like, I I haven't seen such uh, calm and relaxed dogs like. 
dogs who are in Istanbul, in, yeah, in some you know who are not st- strays in Germany, like the strays in Istanbul. Yeah, those are those are the best dogs actually. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, people who have dogs in 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 Germany. I don't know what they are doing wrong, but all those dogs have terrible yeah, characters. That's why when mm. my first year in Germany, I was uh, a dog bit me because I was a Istanbul Kadıköy girl. I was going to a dog and wanted to stroke him and everyone was like, Nissan, you can't do that. And then he bit me and I was so shocked because that, that never happened in Istanbul. Once a dog <laughs> bit me during a film shoot, we were shooting <laughs> on a beach and people uh, let their dogs play around on the beach. And one of the dogs ran straight to me. I was in the scene. I was acting and and and, and I didn't I didn't want to break off the scene. So I kept acting and that dog fucking jumped at me and bit me while the owner was standing behind the camera going, Kennedy, oh, oh, Kennedy, no, Kennedy, please don't do that. Please, Kennedy, don't do that again. Fucking A. Do, do you have this on record? I have it somewhere. Yeah, I, I bravely <laughs> ended the scene <laughs> until someone said cut. You're like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, but that that film was shit, and we'll never release it. <laughs> so what was it all for? <laughs> um, it's great story now. Yeah, for this well, podcast. Maybe you can just po- post it on your TikTok. Maybe yeah, that's maybe. one scene. Yeah. So uh, that was that was the story. Uh, Jaren, uh, before we go into my very general notes, um, what Mm-mm. did you read? Oh, just some old pieces on the movie. Because uh, apparently it was again a big deal when it was restored. So there are some pieces on it, like on New Yorker and stuff. But I just did basic reading to refresh my memory. I didn't remember shit. So what do people generally think about the, the film? That it started the Belatar journey. Okay, and yeah. It's a gift to us and all that praising. Okay, okay. I think <laughs> if this would have been the first film I had watched in the Bilatar style, I would have thought more highly of it. I, I, I do think very highly of it. It just didn't affect me. I think, I mean, out of the, what, three, four movies we did so far? Yeah. On Bilatar, it's the one that with most concrete storyline. Like you can actually pinpoint on plot points and what happens in acts and so on maybe i mean it reminded me a lot of um uh, of uh, the man from london like both of these are deconstructions of the film noir genre mm-hmm. and, and it made me reconsider the man from london i think i appreciate the man from london more now that that i've seen this one um and 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 not not uh, it, it's not that i like a man from london necessarily better than than uh damnation it's just that i think uh Belata wants to do one very specific thing and he gets closer and closer to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it, it gets more vague and vague over the years. And Man from London was also left out in the open in most ways. But this actually had a full storyline you could easily summarize as you just did. Yeah, and, and and it had like this this very clear metaphor with the dogs all the time. Like I uh, haven't mentioned that yet, but there was there, like uh, this this film is filmed in like very stark black and white, so large portions of the image do disappear. And uh, th- th- there was often uh, like this thing where where our main characters disappeared into the darkness, into the blackness. He wasn't uh, visible anymore, and then a dog came out of there. So I, I really like that. I just wanted to talk about that too, that um, I thought about the, which was, what was the name of the movie with the horse, the Turin horse? Yeah, the Turin horse. Um, or also uh, the the one with the whale, he also uh, uses animals 
a lot for for also you know a little bit magic in his movies right and I it's and, like and it's it's one animal per per movie right it's yeah it's a, it's a whale in Werkmeister Harmonies it's yeah. um it's 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 a horse in the Turin horse it's dogs in Damnation and I know that it's a cat in Shatan Tango ah what about uh, ah. the the a man in London is there a Is, is there, are there animals? A man? I don't know. <laughs> men are animals, men are pigs. <laughs> well, Tilda Swinton's husband was kind of a bear. <laughs> it doesn't sound like when you say it in Turkish. In Turkish, uh, you have so many animal names for men. Ayu, mm -hmm. Ökus. Yeah, no, bear just sounds like you're speaking gay slang. It's not how you use it in Turkish. I mean, mm -hmm. as far as I know. Mm, yeah. All right. Uh, now that we've uh, shown off our lack of uh, skill in gay slang, or Jaren, are you are you better at this than we are? Uh, not anymore. Ah, damn. Uh, we 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 old. We are, we are, we are out of the we are, we are yeah. out of the scene. We don't know what the kids are saying these days. Yeah, well, I'm I'm trying to keep keep up on TikTok, but the kids are saying stuff like "yeet," and I don't get what that means. Yes, and what's about the chair and this this heroin thing? The 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 the, the, the hand sign. The hand um, sign. No, this this kids on TikTok they have a hand sign and I don't understand it. For yeah. heroin? No, no. It looks like it, it looks, looks like, like they're making, making a motion shots, but it's it does it does mean something else. I don't know. Oh, the COVID vax maybe. Nah, I I think the the thing about these <laughs> these sounds so old. Yeah, right I, I I think the, <laughs> I think the thing about these uh, Gen Gen Z slang things is that they do not make any sense and they do not mean anything. They are random. That's that's the joke. Yeah, it's like fifth-tier memes. Exactly, and it's uh, the, the the joke is basically all the people who are trying to understand them. So us, all the old people, we're the punchline, mm -hmm. um, because because we're we're very 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 old. But whatever, <laughs> we make money now. So fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. You're the one percent. Yeah. One percent of what? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so it's money this month. Let's let, 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 let's go back to the film. Let's let's not let's not give give uh, like the tax evaluation people any hints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not make money changer. Um, so uh, what did I love about this? Like the the, the stark black, black and white as usual, great, uh, fantastic images. I don't know how he does it, but uh, Bilatar films always seem to be a lot older than they are, right? Yeah, I, I didn't... Um, I mean, this is from, what, 88 anyway. Yeah. But I, I thought first, uh, I always forget it, that um, that the movies are not that old as you think. Felt 50s. Because uh, the lead actress had um, so thin eyebrows, like in the beginning of the 90s. Yeah, yeah, that's that's how we could spot it this time. Yeah. So? No, uh, f f fashion gave the, the age of the movie away, like her eyebrows. Were very very much late 80s early 90s you didn't you didn't pay attention to the eyebrows is, is it a thing yeah yeah that's the thing actually that's the thing like it uh it wasn't uh, early 2000s i think too that was when it escalated yeah. that was when it was really really bad yeah oh my eyebrows mm. so horrible as a teenager I don't know why we were so brainwashed <laughs> thinking that it looked good. Like if you watch uh, 2000s uh, rom-coms, um, then then you see uh, lot, lots of bad eyebrows. Or let yes. me correct myself, you see you don't see many eyebrows. <laughs> That's horrible. I hope I hope this fashion is over for the rest of our lives. All right, back to the movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the staging, the staging as usual. Um, It's awesome. Uh, like, I, 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 I don't know. Um, I always, like, when we watched An Elephant Sitting Still, 
before Nissan and I actually started to get into the film and uh, started to like it, um, we were saying, right, this film is doing what Bilata is doing, the very slow uh, slow camera movements, but Bilata is actually showing you lots of stuff in those in those, in those those images. An Elephant Sitting Still did lots of great things and I, I, I like that film better than I like any Bilata film. But hmm. still, Bilata does so much in these images um, and I am so impressed by that. Like, His, his framing, um, oftentimes he, he will uh, move so very slowly and uh, will show you like many different stages, um, basically, that, 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 that he creates out of, the, out of the spaces he's filming. Like uh, something will be in the left upper side and then, you know what I mean? Oftentimes he will do a panning shot through a hallway and uh, many of the doors will be open and stuff will be happening inside of the doors and then he will he will uh, leave uh, those doors and show you something else and then come back to the doors like for example the assault in uh, like we were not sure who got assaulted because we saw the scene right up to the assault then we saw something else and then we saw uh, stairs coming out of the room where the assault happened and someone went down the stairs, you know, that kind of stuff he's doing all the time. And I love that. And that elevates his filmmaking style so much. Like anybody can, can make a slow movie. Anybody can move his camera slowly. Anybody can have uh, his actors act slowly, but he really does stuff with this. Like he, he fills the time. And I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, and also, I mean, we, we, are, we were making fun of the extras who are looking in the camera and stuff. But apart from that, the, uh choreography with so many people that's kind of impressive yeah yeah i think so too that's my curiosity actually on this because like you said for the touring horse they spent however many thousand dollars to build that set yeah so do you think he actually micromanages every single movement of the camera and you know in that whole scene uh, hallway scene for example Did they time it to the second or did they just let them, you know, be themselves, do whatever? To me, it feels like he is micromanaging everything. Like, um, I, I think everything that is happening in a Bilat film is, is very, very, very purposeful. Um, like, for example, my, 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 the biggest giveaway for me are the actors, uh, because the actors are very, very slow very very deliberate uh it sounds like timing um that 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 somebody told them like very exactly their movements uh for example there was this one scene in the in the restaurant uh, the woman and the guy they were sitting at the table she was talking incredibly slowly he was talking incredibly slowly then the camera panned away and you could see by observing the shadows that they were not moving um, and the camera panned over to the kitchen staff. And then, yeah, I just want to say mm -hmm. that in the background, there was this uh, window and all the people in the kitchen staff. And I don't know how he like staged that. Yeah, how he cues them. Like it's, it's, I think it's definitely highly choreographed. You, you can sometimes see that there's a bit of chance in there. And I think, for example, the Turin horse, um, like he, he built the set, uh, but, 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 but that felt out of the movies I've seen the most alive. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think these Bellatar films, uh, feel more and more dead. Like, um, hmm. the man from London feels completely dead to me. Mm. Uh, especially like with the, with the dubbing and everything. Um, mm. but also yeah. it's more and more deliberate. I think the man from London is almost perfect Bellatar. I think that in, in that film, he achieves exactly what he thought up. I don't know. To, to, to me, it, 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 uh, feels, feels, uh, that way. Does that make sense? Cool. I mean, yeah, no, I was just curious what you thought about it. And it makes it even, you know, with that huge cast and most of them, I assume, are amateurs or not 
professional actors must be really hard. Just coming out of a film shoot, uh, watching this, I was I was impressed by lots of stuff that I think would um, I, I wouldn't even have picked up on hadn't I just had uh, problems that I associated with the images. For example, in the sex scene, the room was full of mirrors. And mm -hmm. the and the camera was moving yeah. like all across the room, How and you could see everything it? exactly. Where are the cameras. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so so there's there's like a high amount of planning, and then you have two actors who are completely naked doing something extremely awkward. Like there's, yeah. th it, it must have been so painful setting that shot up. Um, that, and 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 he does these things like very casually. Like he doesn't, he doesn't draw your eye to, to, to stuff. He doesn't say, look how impressive this is. He just does it. And that makes it even more impressive if you pick up on it. Yeah, that, that, that's something that I felt this time. I was very impressed by the film. And like he did it like in the 90s now when Netflix shows uh, have this kind of scene It's always a bragging scene, you know, the, these one-taker scenes. And yeah, for example, Mike Flanagan uh, yeah, in, in, in The Haunting yeah, of Hill House. For example, and it's, um, it's always cheesy and, you know, um, like into your face. Uh, if you're listening, Mike, I love you and please <laughs> produce my movies. Jaren, what do you think was the message of this film? Don't snitch? I don't know. Um, Men are dogs. Yeah, 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 that definitely. Um, and, and, and that, that, that feels like a quote. That feels like he read it somewhere. That feels again like he read it, uh, uh, so, I, I don't know, in a Nietzsche book or something. Maybe, I don't know. In Hungarian, um, in the language, it's like in Turkish, because in Turkish, we, um, also use dog as like a bad thing. Um, Ah, okay. Insult for people. So, so, so you think maybe he's taking Eastern European like figures of speech and turning them into literal uh, scenes? Maybe I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't can know. think of a film that does that, and that's probably <laughs> there, very there, impressive there is, too. There is a person, by the way, that does the exact same thing on Polish sayings and uh, folk legends and everything. Those Who's like that? short movies. Uh, I I don't remember the name. I saw them on YouTube. They have like bunch of short movies kind so of sci-fi-ish like, like folk because, because stuff that's the thing. I've, I, i've heard people who are um uh who are defending a serbian film saying the exact same thing so maybe uh, i don't know someone someone with eastern european background uh is educators is, is that a thing is it a serbian saying to fuck a child or what it, it, like, like uh, <laughs> uh yeah what? yeah something like that what? about about the government and there's a serbian <laughs> saying to fuck someone in the eye and they do that and it's um whatever uh let's not talk Fun about times. the serbian film in german we say uh he fucked me in the knee which no 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 we say sense. you fuck yourself in the you knee you fuck yourself in the knee so which would be a disgusting scene if you take it literally I know, right <laughs> i just thought of it do we have in turkish such saying No, right? We just say fucking mm. in the cunt <laughs> in Turkish. Sure. That's that's not creative, you guys. <laughs> I, 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 I'm just trying to picture it, how you would fuck your knee. Yeah, and yeah. fuck yourself in the knee. Like, it's it, it definitely bones have to be broken to achieve that. Or, I mean, do you fuck yourself with your knee or do you fuck your own knee? Into the knee is the saying. So you would okay. have to make a hole and then you would have to move the knee towards your nether regions. Ew. Well, yeah, mm. that's 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 the, the the saying. Could be properly gory. All right, but um, that's not what Bilata oh, did, and we're just speculating. Why now. Germans are? They have problems and issues because they are fucking themselves in the knee. <laughs> For example, <laughs> that's why their dogs are so bad, <laughs> and okay, stuff like that. <laughs> I, I I think the message again is life is shit. Like, and 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 I think that's what is leaving me increasingly cold 
uh, like in in uh, in the, the Man from London too. There was no light, and um, the film I I loved most by Bilatar was uh, Werkmeister Harmonies. That film I would I would watch again any day actually, uh, even though it's it's equally as slow. It's longer than Damnation. Uh, yeah, but it's still uplifting. Compared to this. I mean, in, in, in Werkmeister Harmonies is also very, very depressive, but it's, it's it, it has all these characters who are fighting for light, and that makes it profoundly mm. moving. Yeah. Um, and and here is the, that the one with the whale. Yes. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I like that too the best. I think. Like the opening, the guy is trying to lift everyone up, but everyone doesn't want to be uplifted. It's yeah. It's 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 sad, and and here it's just shit people in a shit place being dogs. Uh, d d dancing in the in the dirty bar. I mean, it, it feels very angry, right? This film felt angry to me. I think that's also what I liked more about, uh, you know, this uh, Chinese movie, Elephant Still Waiting. An wow. elephant sitting still. You, Yaren, did you perceive light in an elephant sitting still? No, 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 no. I, w I want to talk about something else. I like the characters. Yeah, right. And there was there was humor in there. He was great uh, with the characters. Um, even though the ones you didn't like, like the cover teacher, you know, characters like that. And uh, I mean, you know, those kind of Bellatar characters too, <laughs> but they are more like, like, um, um they're archetypes. Yes. They're archetypes. And of course, you know, people like that, but like from far away and you never get to know the people in Bellatar movies. I think you Most did get to know the guy in this movie. He's just a complete piece of shit. I don't yeah. know. I, di I didn't get their drive though. I mean, you do, yeah. yes, get to know them, but you don't really, you just see the surface. Yes. What do they Or there want? Is no What's their point? In What's their, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's, that's the thing. He's increasingly more just interested in surfaces. Like in, in The Man from London, this, this escalates to a whole new level, I think. And it would hurt so much more, but may, he doesn't want to make us hurt. Maybe he just wants us to feel empty and depressed. Yeah. It I, I, hurt more if you would care somehow or mm -hmm. understand or relate to the characters. I don't know. One feeling this gave me was uh, claustrophobic. Claustrophobia. Yeah. Claustrophobia. And I realized that when I when I went out uh, of the room for a second to get something and I was like, whoa. Um, At some point, we did that all the time. I was like, do you want dessert? Yeah. And Lars was like, should I uh, pause it? No, no. And I went to the kitchen <laughs> and then Lars went to the kitchen <laughs> and Lars was like, maybe I should clean the cat uh, toilets right now. And I was just, I was just relieved to escape <laughs> this whole depressing situation for a while. And I think... Um, this and no, the harmony too. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I think that's what it's about. It's about like this post-Soviet depression. These, these, um, these little towns you were just uh, that are completely about isolated. They have nothing left and just poverty. And I think it's about transporting that feeling. And like, on it. It, to me, it feels like and he's angry at the people living there. He's disgusted by them. But he also wants to show his audience their desperation and how awful everything is and how there's no way out. I think that's what these films are about to me in my mind. The, to, to me, it feels like Bilata wants to make people who are not poor and who do not know this life uh, feel what this life is like and uh, understand um, like the, 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 the situation of these people and how there's no way out. But this is the interesting thing. Those kind of movies, I think, are more watched by like rich people than yeah. by poor people because uh, rich people think they go to Cannes and they think, oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, and 
poor people, they, they want to watch a cheesy yeah. TV show to but, feel better. But know? I think rich people are the attended audience of this. I think this is, uh, this is supposed to, to tell rich people, guys, this is what it's like. But will like really, really rich people feel like, oh, uh, I feel claustrophobia or I feel depressed. They will just think, oh, poor people out there. They will not care. No, wait. Uh, like um, we, we, we've, ta uh, we've, we've talked about this in Eastern European cinema a lot, like how uh, they show poor people and they show them being pieces of shit. But at the same time, uh, they're not like against the poor people. They're against poverty. Your mother put it that way. I, once. I, um, I think, yeah, we, uh, I was going to say we need your mom for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so so, so uh, this feels like like um, rich people, I, th I, I, I think. I feel like when we ask her uh, to join us for a Bellatar movie, she's like, um, ask me next time. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did ask her to join for this one, actually. We did, we, she, she was here and she left before we watched the movie. Uh, she, she, she was here, had me do her text and then left before we watched the movie <laughs> no but I think I think like like uh, rich people films about poor people are often either romanticizing poor people like Titanic and and I think that's deeply inaccurate like poor people yeah. aren't saints like if you actually encounter poor people they're most of the time terrible people or uh, that, that that could be a rich people thing that you that you could think like poor people are terrible people and I think these these kinds of films say yeah they are terrible they have no other choice because mm. the world is terrible. And I think, I think the intended audience of this is rich people. I think that's always the case. The yeah. intended audience for anything is always rich people. No, there's, there, there's like daytime television that's made for poor people. Or old people. And old people are usually rich if they didn't fuck up at some point. Oh, that, 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 that seems to be a difference between Turkey and Germany. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bilata is really good at deconstructing stories, like deconstructing archetypical stories. Like this, this feels like, you know, the, the, the film noir story, there's a femme fatale and uh, there's betrayals and illegal stuff going on, but it's, he's, he's deconstructing it to, to basic depression. And I was thinking, like I've, I've said this before, I would like to see Bilata's horror film. And I was thinking like, do you guys know a story or a film, uh, a film that that Bilata should remake or a book that he should adapt? Can you, can you think of something? Like, for example, um, imagine Bilata's Mean Girls. <laughs> no. No, he would ruin it. Wouldn't that be great? No. I, I, would, I would love that. But like, Bilata's Pineapple think. Express. Oh, but Pineapple Express is already so slow and so little is happening. <laughs> yeah, and now it would make sense and would be like five hours. And they would, they would not, they would not uh, smoke weed. They would just drink vodka all I the just time. I thought like yeah. Bellatar is actually always um, like making, uh, telling gangster stories. Yeah. Not, not like the Hollywood kind of gangster stories. So. A lot like Fassbinder actually. Yeah. But even more, um, you know, more Eastern European. Yeah. And like, he, and he cast Fassbinder. So how about a Bellatar remake of like Scarface? Or something like oh, that. that would be so awesome. You guys, have you heard, by the way, uh, about uh, Josh Trank's new film? I think about like some mafia guy uh, with, with I'm, Tom I'm, Hardy. I'm not into mafia. I think Al Capone or someone uh, like, like a, a, had like this really terrible uh, like last chapter of life, like after coming out of prison, had some disgusting disease and was, was just basically uh, falling apart, like rotting alive. And uh, uh, Hollywood filmmaker Josh Trank made a, made a movie about that with, um, with, with Al Capone. That sounds a lot like Bellatar's Scarface, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I would, I would uh, like, love to see that. Um, Leon. 
and oh, the professional. professional. Mm. Oh, no, no, no. Let's that not be like really depressing. Let's not give pedo stories to Belata. Please, please. Well, maybe he would make it better. Yeah, she would kill him at some point. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, know that would depress or me because I really like Leon. Kill her and then she would kill herself. Because Leon is kind of a feel-good movie, which is wrong. Uh, Jalen, would you rush to see Belata's Leon the Professional? I, I can't picture that. It would be so sad. <laughs> and that yeah. girl would be like actually raped a couple times. And I not don't just know. I'm not sure. There hasn't ever been rape in Belatar films. Maybe maybe the pedophilia wouldn't wouldn't come through as much as with actual pedophile Leon uh, Luc Besson. <laughs> I, I have to cut this out, right? He's not he's not a convicted <laughs> felon. Uh, Belatar is often working with the same crew, um, and uh, and uh, the guy who makes his soundtracks is, I think, always the same one. Um, like uh, it's always the same soundtrack, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I like the the Werkmeister like Harmony soundtrack best. Story. I just thought, how about an East Eastern European Bellatar version of "Do the Right Thing"? Oh yes, that would be fantastic. Do the right thing, but 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 like, ah, has he ever tackled racism as a topic? No, but it would be then not about racism. I don't know. It would be about poverty. Yes, Everybody would, would be, be about white and poor. Classism. Uh, I don't. I mean, know. isn't Werkmeister Harmony's basically Bellatar's "Do the Right Thing"? There's a neighborhood. There's tension, and in the end, there's a riot. <laughs> Well, so yeah, do the right thing is just lacking a whale. <laughs> um, yeah, no, the music, uh, it was very fast and happy this time, but otherwise it was just the Bellata music, right? I always forget his music. Huh. I know you're always so mind blown and... Um, and it repeats like 50 times how do you yes, forget? Yes, it does. I'm so yes. sorry. Yes, 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 it does. it's always... <laughs> Something like wind or something. But so. that fun band. Ah, you guys, you guys. Okay, let's move on. Next topic. Um, uh, <laughs> do you have a favorite quote this week? I actually do. I had a bunch of them, but I wrote them all in dark, so I can only read one of them right now. <laughs> <laughs> but the best one is to that single lady. I, I don't remember her name. Was it like Lucy or something? I don't remember any names. I have no idea. Me neither. She was the unmotivated singer. He was the guy. And then there was Rainer <laughs> okay. Werner Fassbinder. <laughs> okay, then to make it easier for you guys, the singer lady and the snitch guy are fighting. And the guy slaps her or something like that. And then says, I didn't mean to hurt you. Stop or I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, domestic violence is always good for a laugh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that's a great quote. That's that's a great quote. Okay, do we have a film term this week? Do we have a film term of the week? I I would suggest cinema of redundancy. Oh, I actually do like that because it's not it's not even a condemnation of this film. Like I think that's what this film wants to be and wants to do, right? Yeah, and, and, and write it down. And many of these films uh, want to do that. Okay, so cinema of redundancy is the film term of the week. Um, it will be in use from here on out. Cinema of redundancy. I think, for example, I haven't seen it, but people speak about uh, Spring, Baker, Spring Breakers as a film that that repeats itself a lot. So that's probably a, a, an example of cinema of redundancy. Can can we think of other films that are cinema of redundancy? Any other Bellator movie? Okay. Um, <laughs> why is this here? Why is this here, you guys? Um, I I have a theory. I think our um, our cult wants to uh, wants to do some ritual to uh, make the world end. And uh, these Belatar films are their arguments um, as to why. <laughs> <laughs> to remind them of 
their own theory and you know enforce their followers if anybody goes like is it really ethical to bring about the end of the world they go watch this film <laughs> well that's what all Makes of sense. these movies have uh not all of them but most of them have in common that they're so depressive but what about like the um i know that you're gonna bring up the cat movie <laughs> well, which ca it can be depressive too it's about a heroin junkie who loses his friend and stuff and then about a cat who saves him yeah that was very I, yeah i mean that's dialectics i i would suggest these are a committed junkie if a cat can pull them out like many people struggle with friends and family yeah <laughs> my, my cats just try to do drugs with me so no i wanted yeah. to um <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because it's, it's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I want. I I forgot about the cat movie. I wanted to point this this King Arthur movie out. Is that very life positive? Is, is that really anything? That movie. It's it's post. I think that's a movie made for poor people. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> No, that's a movie. That, that, that's a movie that says underneath the earth that there are ancient evil gods. So again, that's like that's okay. Cthulhu's. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Do you guys have a better theory? No, no, it's it's fine. It fits perfect. The reinitiation movie. Yeah, if yeah, anybody's exactly. straying out of the cult, yeah, they just make them watch Bella Time. <laughs> All right, so um, I actually do not know the answer to my next question, which is, what are we watching next week? Let me... I I do. You do? What is it? Yes, it's finally Aşık Kerib. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. Yes. All right, will we... Armenian movie. Yeah, all okay. right. So right. we are returning to Parajanov uh, to watch Aşık Kerib. You guys, uh, before we watch that, uh, are you anticipating anything? Yaren, do you know anything about the film? I have no idea. Okay, maybe that's the best way to approach these. Me neither, but mm -hmm. I, I already watched one movie by the director and I watched a documentary about, about the, directors. the director mm -hmm. and uh, Tarkovsky. That was, a, that was a shit documentary. Uh, which didn't give me any information. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I will try and find out stuff about Armenia this time. At least it's going to be colorful in contrast to Bellatar. Exactly, exactly. That's that's something that Parajanov does. Uh, Probably shorter. Parajanov, by the way, is just basically gay Bellatar, which is very, <laughs> very accurate. It's, it, that's what he is. <laughs> Bellatar, short, uh, Bellatar movies and shorter and colorful. Yes, still yes. Still depressing. Still, and, still and, <laughs> and, and, and these these, these still <laughs> images and, and stuff going on in the frame. Uh, depression, like depression with rainbow colors. Yeah. <laughs> rainbow <laughs> color depression. So that's that's what I'm what uh, what I expect to get, and I will be very surprised if uh, I get anything else than that. Uh, you guys, thank you. I am so happy we're back. I am so happy we're doing this again. And um, we'll try re to resume our weekly schedule again. That's it from, from my side. So uh, bye. 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 <laughs>